Welcome to another episode of 100 Days in Mexico. This is the story of how a 100-day road trip, surfing my way down the Pacific coast of Mexico, changed my life forever. Ready to go on a road trip? Strap in, let's do this. Episode 41, The Come Down, Day 234. The surfing season was ending, the swells diminishing and with poorer form. Traveling surfers returned to their lives to earn money in order to return next season. The town of Puerto Escondido quieted from hustle, bustle, and always exciting to slow and lonely. The energy drained from the ocean, the town, and my body. Without the constant fear of drowning turning my daily surf sessions, I became depressed. But the daily drama was gone. Life resumed being easy, too easy. It was like coming down from a high. I was physically tired. My body felt like it had been hit by a truck. I had written down three goals before I left my life in San Diego. One, to learn Spanish. Two, to improve my surfing. And three, to turn the corner with my eating disorder. I had checked off all three. And now I had even checked off a new goal of surfing big waves. Although I wouldn't see it clearly until much later, I had been able to satisfy many hungers for food, for risk, for financial security, and for attention. And suddenly, I was back to being bored. The hunger crept slowly back in. I went looking for the next thing to fill me up. I got really, really hungry. I can guarantee that if someone had sent me a photo from surfing earlier, from an earlier surf session, I would have stopped opening the fridge every 10 minutes and started opening Instagram instead. Hungry for recognition excitement, drama, connection, love. I had checked off all my goals and I was still hungry. One morning I wrote down everything I ate before noon. A bowl of oatmeal, a buttery coffee, a plate of sauteed chicken kale, two Hershey's Kisses, and half a block of tofu with olive oil and salt. And still I was starving for so much more. I had been in Puerto Escondido long enough to learn the ropes, the best beaches to surf, the best places to stay, who to rent from, who to hire for lessons, which airports to fly into, and I was speaking decent Spanish. For a while, I had been wanting to share my newfound love for Mexico with my former community in Ocean Beach, and it felt like I had arrived at some perfect place in life. I was eager to share how wise I felt I had become. I decided to host a yoga retreat. I rented a seven-bedroom mansion on the beach, hired a private chef and three surf instructors. I planned yoga workshops and yoga classes and marketed a, quote, life-changing yoga retreat in Mexico, every day via social media. My email list boasted 3,000 people and I consistently received hundreds of interactions daily as I posted pictures of my surfing progress. My former yoga students expressed how much they missed me and wanted me to come visit. I was certain I had learned something transformational in my travels, and I was eager to share it. My, quote, epic life-changing event, quote, wasn't an easy sell. Maybe my students were nervous about coming to Mexico. Maybe money was an issue, since most of my following was from an economically depressed neighborhood of San Diego, where my yoga studio had been located. Maybe they just didn't value, they didn't see the value 
my social media posts were all about the retreats being between all the yoga selfies and the big wave shots and the other pictures of me begging for validation. Maybe they didn't want to come to Mexico, do yoga, and change your life forever, as my tagline promised. Maybe they didn't want to be changed by me at all. Maybe they were just fine the way they were. Thank you very much. On the day of the retreat, only four of us were present to launch the epic life-changing event. Me, one other instructor, and two students, one of whom I had recruited, and one that the other instructor had recruited. Just one student that I had recruited. One. Four years of running a yoga studio, learning the name of every damn person who walked through that freaking door, pouring my heart into my students, offering a discount to anyone who needed it. Four years of walks with my students when they broke up with their boyfriends, service on the town council, planning social events for my students to get to know each other. Four years of blood, sweat, and tears, and just one of my students showed up to my retreat. One, ironically, the one student who came used no social media and saw none of my posts about how her life would be changed by my epic event. She just wanted to go surfing. I am 13 again, and no one RSVPs for my birthday party because they all have better plans. I am 19, and I don't know anyone on campus, so I eat lunch alone. The only person who talks to me is the boy with a mirror on his shoe trying to see up my skirt. I am 22, and there is half a keg left the morning after Josh and my going away party as we prepare to move to California. Apparently, a full keg was too much for all nine of us who showed up. I am 26. I purchase myself a flat screen. I rent a big apartment. I invite all my friends to watch football on Sundays. They all go to Greg's tiny 300-square-foot studio instead. My boyfriend and I sit on the couch alone. I am 29. My yoga studio is just months old. I attend every class every day just to put one more body in the room so the students don't feel awkward practicing with just one or two people and the teacher. I am 30. I buy $250 worth of food for the grill. I invite my friends to the beautiful backyard Kurt design for us. The next day, I have $200 worth of leftovers. I am 31. I am in my therapist app office. Why does no one want to come to my parties? Why aren't clients coming to my business in droves? Why does no one like me? Why am I a worthless piece of shit? I want to offer people something life-changing. I want to share everything I've learned. I want to teach people to live big. I want to help women feel good about themselves. I want to change the world. I just don't understand. How can I have all of this to share and no one to share it with? Even when I offer classes and parties and events for free, I still can't get anyone to show up. Maybe it's me. Maybe I need to network more. Maybe meet more people, get a bigger social media following, maybe make a better name for myself, stand out in the crowd more. Maybe if people knew me, maybe then my brilliant therapist cuts me off. Maybe then what, Melanie? Maybe then I would be able to help more people. Help people, she asks. Try again. Maybe if you stood out more. Maybe if you were seen. Maybe if people attended your events and knew your name, maybe then... Maybe then what, Melanie? I still didn't see it. 
Maybe then I would be able to finally make money from all this hard work I'm doing. I shot back. My therapist took a deep breath. I could tell she was choosing her words carefully. She had a way of never revealing her opinion unless she thought I could handle it. Normally she just asked questions. I guess she thought I could handle it this time. Maybe it's not about what you're offering people, Melanie. Maybe it's the intention behind what you are offering. Did you ever think that maybe your help doesn't really help all that much? Maybe they actually don't need you at all? Maybe the people who do show up, show up because they like you, not for what you offer them. Oh, I saw it for the first time. My heart turned to a cold lump of clay and the various connective tissues in my chest struggled to keep its lumpy weight in place as I tried, as my heart tried to plunge into my stomach. Anxiety pulled my shoulders closer together. A metallic taste filled my mouth and nausea filled my gut. I wanted to be mad at her, but I knew she saw a bigger picture, guilt. What if they see through my act the same way I am now seeing through it? What if they've been seeing through it all along and laughing at me behind my back? We were quiet a moment as she gave me space to absorb the blow. Finally, she asked, do you see it? Yeah, I spoke from the seed of discomfort deep within my churning belly. My pathetic little ego screaming for validation. My own search of worthiness is radiating out into the world as a giant ball of arrogance. A sob caught in my throat. My eyes got wet. I bit my lower lip. The therapist set the tissue box near me and said nothing at all. Day 233. The retreat was fantastic. The food was out of this world. The house was beautiful and relaxing. The girls loved spending time together and formed new friendships. I had organized the event well, and we had just the right amount of activity and inactivity. My teaching was decent, as it normally is. My workshops were interesting and valuable, as I had indeed learned some cool stuff and was ready to pass it along. After seven days, the girls had enjoyed a great time and were ready to get back to their lives. No one was healed forever. No one found salvation. No one had an epic, life-changing experience. No one, except maybe me. From that moment forward, I swore off what I called the hustle for good. I would never again hustle for clients, trying to convince them that I had arrived somewhere and had some great truth which would help them in life. I wouldn't measure worthiness by the number of clients. I told myself that from here on out, I would live authentically, and if anyone was drawn to me for it, I would help them naturally, just by being myself. I was done looking for validation in the number of people I could claim I to have inspired. Step one. We admitted we were powerless over the ego and that our lives had become unmanageable. Back to step one. Again, I had no idea I would have to come back to this stupid step so many times. I also had no idea how many more times in the near future I would keep coming back. I hope you liked this episode. 
have a lot more content on my website, 100daysinmexico.com. There's an insider section where I post, along with every episode, an insider's behind the scenes look at what else was going on. I also post premium content about my current travels, what's going on in my life right now. A lot of it's pretty honest, raw, and real. It's about the cost of a cup of coffee per month. So if you like my content, I hope you'll check it out. Until next time. Thank you.